Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. All right, so today's episode is about how exercise improves you. We all generally understand that exercise is good for us because it maintains and improves our health. For those that exercise on a regular basis, it's just something that's really needed to get them going. But for others, trying to get into the groove of incorporating into the routine, it can be difficult because just like anything else, in the beginning, it takes a little bit of time for it to stick because there's going to be the natural inclination to resist. Those habits that have been adopted make it a little bit more challenging to change if there's not enough intention and commitment to it. For the most part, many of us want to exercise consistently, but many things get in the way, and usually that's the restriction of time or what appears to be that, or just so many things to get done. For those that do exercise daily or several times a week, it's usually because they made it a priority, they're committed to it, and feel the effects of how it impacts their overall well-being for the better. If you're wanting to make exercise a daily habit and are struggling to do so, let's start to look at some of the benefits it has on the brain. Having a deep understanding of the benefits might resonate a little bit better and can make you more committed to it. The general knowledge of exercise is good for you, but how? When you get your body in motion, whether it's walking, running, doing push-ups or squats, all of this increases your heart rate and pumps more oxygen into the brain. It affects neurotransmitters in the brain, which are fluid for the nerves. The more you exercise, the more fluid is increased that helps nerve impulses travel faster. The results are you can think and process information faster. So a body in motion tends to stay in motion, and it gets your brain ready to perform at a high level as opposed to when you just sit down. Brain plasticity also increases with exercise, which makes it more readily able to change and repair itself. This can include certain injuries to the brain, or if we just look at the stresses that we all go through, it really helps to alleviate much of that. And if we think about exercise itself, it might not be seen as much fun. I know for me, I really don't like running, but I like the benefits of running because even though in the beginning, I got to work my way up to it where I'm like, okay, I'm going to run, and in the process of it, it's a little bit annoying because I'm out of breath, but as I continue to run, I get acclimated to it, and I feel more refreshed during and and after the run. So the problems or the stresses that I'm facing are then compared to running, which makes it seem a little less annoying because I already put myself through a little bit of discomfort. It's almost like I warm myself up to it and I'm more inclined to find the solution because now my mind is racing with creativity. And exercise also helps to form more blood vessels that cause them to be laid down closer to each other. So more blood vessels mean more blood and that means better nutrition for your brain. So this adds up to better brain function that makes you more mentally sharp and allows you to focus better. Generally, when exercise is thought of, 
The things that are highlighted are your weight, your physical muscles, but the brain or the mind is secondary or almost even not thought of. This is understandable because when the body is moving, it can be seen as a direct correlation to the body group that's being worked. So if you're running, you're thinking about your legs that are being worked and your lungs are being expanded and contracted. So those are the things that are developing. In the case when we're reading or writing, the mind is what's being focused on. We know that it's about using our cognitive abilities. This is why schools and universities or just classes in general are thought of as a place to expand your thinking and gain more information. But in everything that we do, it has some impact on the mind. In the case when we're sleeping, the mind recovers and rejuvenates for the next day. When we get out of bed, the mind becomes a little bit more aware of whatever it is that needs to get done. And then, as you start moving your body, especially in a very intense manner, it alerts the brain to wake up, to get ready for what's being experienced at the moment. All of this adds up to feeling more upbeat and better about yourself than when you don't exercise. It's so captivating the things that we see And there might be a tendency to forget about the things that we feel and experience. So if you're not feeling good about whatever it is that is being experienced, a great way to just combat that is to get some sort of exercise. And it can be just enough to get your heart racing and breaking a sweat. Use this information to your advantage by just making exercise a habit. Like anything that we start off doing... Work your way up into things where you start small and gradually increase the workload with the intensity of the exercise that you plan to do. Try to do some sort of exercise first thing in the morning. Maybe it's right after you get out of bed, but enough time to where you're aware of what's going on. Maybe it's doing a few jumping jacks, running in place, doing a few push-ups. This really starts to ignite some of that want to move without really feeling like it's taking a large portion of your morning. Do this every day for a couple of weeks, and then you'll start to see that it's going to stick. From there, you can move into 30 minutes of moderate exercise, whatever that you feel is right for you, something that's challenging where you're breaking a sweat. Some people like to run, some like to walk, some like to jog. Others like a boxing-style training session. Maybe it's swimming or gardening or doing calisthenics. Whatever it is, just find what works for you, and you can always switch up your exercise. Maybe for a couple of weeks, you're biking, and then you're swimming, and then you're lifting weights. Just something that really gets you engaged and excited to do it. Now, it's not all going to be fun, as there's going to be moments of discomfort, but that's a great opportunity to get acclimated to what's uncomfortable. It's going to be really helpful if you can find a group or at least a partner to make you more accountable. Having another person's presence gives a little bit more connection to what you're doing. Any form of exercise that you do creates momentum for your day. So while you might have a lot of things that need to get done today and even over the next week or so, just having some sort of workout gets you ready to take all that on. This helps to enter the mindset of ready to work, ready to get after the day. It's estimated that 76% of self-made millionaires exercise for at least 30 minutes every day and this makes sense because 
they hold themselves accountable and the follow through has allowed them to reach certain financial milestones. They go through what everybody else does, struggles and problems, yet they can overcome that by getting the body and the mind activated. If you look at Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, he works out every day before heading into the office and this really sets the tone for the day. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder and CEO of Facebook, now known as Meta, he trains in jiu-jitsu. And if you look at billionaire Sir Richard Branson, he incorporates fun workouts, whether it's tennis or biking or hiking. And for him, he makes it not feel like a chore, where it's something that he really enjoys doing. Remember when we were young kids and teenagers, we probably had some sort of sport that we gravitated towards, and that's another great example of it. Playing one-on-one basketball with your neighbor, with a buddy, playing soccer with a group at the park, or just throwing the football around. This helps make it not seem like it has to be done, and more looking forward to being active. And whatever we do, we should always strive to enjoy it, and not just do it for the results or the reward that comes with it. If you don't like running, then don't run just because it's a good exercise. Find those workouts that feel like a game. A fun workout that I've always wanted to get into and eventually will is rock climbing. That's a great full body workout that gets the mind also thinking of ways to move upward. Kind of like a puzzle of how am I going to reach the next new height. And just like many things in life, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? And that requires thinking through things taking action, slipping, but being able to hang on, and this builds that grit. This provides a suspenseful element too, because if I were to miss and slip, the result is me falling to a lower level. So it forces me to really be intentful and tactful in my movement. I've only tried rock climbing a few times, but each time it's just been very invigorating and exciting, and I feel my whole body really sore. So just do whatever works for you and make sure to be active. If you miss a day here and there, no big thing. But make sure that momentum does not build in that direction. Too many days of not exercising can lead to being too comfortable and unmotivated to do much. You're in a good place when you're itching to work out because now it's something that you look forward to. But even if you don't look forward to doing it, yet you do it anyways, then it says a lot about how strong your discipline is, and this indicates the heights that you can reach. Doing what you don't want to do, but you somehow find a way to get it done. This further builds your work ethic. Another element of exercising regularly is it unlocks many great things about yourself. For some, being on the move really allows certain traits or features to excel. And being still... It kind of quiets that big courageous side of you where maybe it's about being on your best behavior and it feels restricting, moving away from trusting yourself. But when you get yourself moving, it breaks away from playing it safe or trying not to ruffle any feathers. Where you let yourself be and feel like you're living instead of just being a spectator. This is why sports are so beneficial because it develops a person on so many different levels That include focus, communication, confidence, being able to withstand hardships to work through them, 
working well with others, and becoming great leaders and teammates. Exercise provides these types of experiences to enhance who we are. It's a great opportunity to really improve your self-talk, where maybe if you're just sedentary, the self-talk might be a bit unmotivated and somewhat negative. But when you're moving, it's natural to become a little bit more motivated that makes you a bit more positive. And all this is going to increase your confidence. This essentially switches you from a mode of can't to what can be done. And those workouts that you do by yourself or with a partner, essentially who you're competing with is just yourself. It's not about how do I compare to others, but it's about focusing on growing and getting better. It's not all about wins and losses or who is the best because that strips out the beauty of the process of growth. If you look at grown elephants, they are these magical creatures that leave us in awe. But we're also captivated by a baby elephant learning to stand and walk only for them to fall. Yet people will be cheering for them to keep trying. And then when they do finally stand and they're able to walk, it's a very joyous experience or very happy moment. The growth process is also magical, even though it may not feel like that as you're experiencing the falling down part. It is becoming and transforming so we can try different things and find what works for us. Let's embrace the making and the ongoing work that we put into ourselves instead of being focused on a certain outcome. Make exercise about the process of it and not about how much weight was lost or how strong you are. These are still good metrics to pursue, but not what it's entirely about. And these are things that get overlooked because of needing things right now. They're almost like an unreasonable set of expectations that who we are right now is all that we're ever going to be. So if you don't meet whatever expectations right now, then you'll never meet them. And then the thinking is, why try if I'm not good right now? Sometimes exercise can be intimidating because others who do it consistently seem to be in great physical shape. And then some of us who are not might feel that we're so far away from that and then it's going to be difficult to get to that point or maybe that we'll never get there. That's part of the comparison factor where self-doubt grows that we all deal with, but also the expectation that others put on us. We don't need to be at a certain weight or look a certain way to feel like we can work out. Warren Sapp is a great example of that. He's a Hall of Fame NFL player that had a stellar career Yet, if you ever looked at his physique, it was unimpressive. One former player said, does this guy know where the weight room is? Because it looks like he's never been there. Yet, when he'd go out and play, he was just so dominant. So Warren understood his strengths and how to use them and, and he moved well. This just illustrates that how we look is not an indication of who we are and what we can do. This can sometimes mislead us by drawing conclusions based on appearances. Let go of how you physically see yourself and instead focus on how well you feel. The more you exercise, the better you will feel. This helps to take the pressure off of needing to get certain results and lets you enjoy working out for its own sake. When we're relaxed, we move with more grace and fluidity that can seem almost effortless. But when we're tight, 
we restrict ourselves because it's almost trying not to mess up instead of letting things flow. Do it for the mental clarity that it provides you because when you're in the right frame of mind, whatever you face seems a lot more manageable. Now, when is the best time to work out? Well, the answer is pretty straightforward and that's any time that works for you. Some are going to make the case that working out in the morning is best because it gets you going. It feels like you've accomplished that big feat for the day that really just gets that momentum going. You get it out of the way and you can just go about your day with greater fluidity. Getting those endorphins going just really elevates how you start today. And that sets the tone for the rest of it. You get it out of the way and feel a bit more relaxed because you know that you've done what you prioritized. For some, working out in the morning may not be optimal because of later sleep schedules. Teenagers have a tendency to sleep later and wake up later. So why exercise first thing in the morning when the focus might not be there? It could be forcing yourself through it, yet you're not effective in the workouts that you're doing. Maybe you want to go on an intense run at 5 in the morning, yet you're jogging and kind of walking, so the intensity is not there. And even though you might feel good after getting this done, losing some of that sleep is going to affect you later on in the day. So instead of being able to work through the afternoon and in the evening, you start to become fatigued that just makes you ineffective throughout the day. If this happens to be the case, then working out in the afternoon or evening, whatever fits your schedule is going to be super beneficial to you. Remember, you want to make this fun and not feel so much like an obligation that takes the joy out of it. You feel more relaxed instead of rushing to fit in a workout here and there. Just because you see others running during the day, there's no need to do the same if you got work or school going on. If you have so many different things to get done, running in the evening is a great opportunity to unwind. Some say that working out later in the day can affect your sleep schedule. And it may be, but at least you're getting your body moving. This is just going to help you feel better overall. I remember in college, there's a period where I would work out at 11 at night because the gym would be open until 1 in the morning. And I strategically did this because I'd go to class in the morning, then i study in the afternoon, unwind for a little bit, and then by 10.30, the gym was pretty much empty, so I could just go to the pull-up station without having to wait my turn. It served me well because when I'd get back to my room, it was just shower and then fall asleep right away. I would feel refreshed every morning, and me getting all the other stuff done would relax my mind knowing that I was up to date with my classes and work related to it. So when I did go to the gym, that was my place to relax. Try different things. Try working out at different times and see how that goes. Maybe exercising for a week in the morning. Another week where it's in the afternoon and then another week where it's just in the evening. And see which one fits you best. Even if you have a lot of things to get done, maybe you get up a little bit earlier to see if that gets your day started off in the right direction. Or if you have some sort of free time in the afternoon, see if that works for you. Because for many of us, the afternoon is when we're at our peak, where the focus is there and the willingness to do things. For many people, the evening is an ideal time because the day is mostly over and there's some free time left over, you know, right before dinner or right before bed. 
make sure to take notice of which one serves you best. It might feel great to exercise first thing in the morning, but you could be dragging the rest of the day if you're not getting enough sleep. Or maybe the afternoon workout cuts things close that makes you not get all your work done throughout the day. You can always mix it up. It doesn't have to be consistently at the same time you have to work out. The weekends could be used to sleep in and then you work out in the afternoon. And if you're aiming for four days a week of some sort of physical activity, then you just have two other days to get it done, which could be Tuesday and Thursdays in the evening or switching it up to where it's Tuesday in the morning and Thursday in the evening. Adding this type of variety really makes things exciting, keeping you on your toes, not getting too comfortable. So we know on the surface that exercise is great for us. Now we see how it really impacts the brain for the better. It makes you more aware, clears out some of the things that are weighing on your mind. It really improves your cognitive abilities where you can think and process information a lot faster. And it's going to spark a lot of great ideas. All of this is going to make you feel better about yourself as your confidence just grows. You shift from that waiting stage to see how things play out and are more on the offensive, being proactive. It just really helps to alleviate the stresses that you're facing and it gives you a great perspective on how to handle them. Those moments that you're feeling down or unmotivated, just not in the mood to do anything, but you know you need to get your body moving. Go out and play whatever sport or whatever activity that gets your heart racing, where you're out of breath and really challenging yourself. Make sure that whatever you do to have fun with it. It's not just about reaching a certain metric on the scale or how well you look, but it should be about how well you feel. Use it to your advantage where it brings out your better features. Sometimes in the school or work setting, it's not enough to really magnify all those great qualities that you have. And in some cases, it can limit that other side of you that is unique and courageous. This is that place where you don't have to be on your best behavior and instead, you can really let yourself be, to let things flow. The right exercise is what you see fit, is what you enjoy doing that really challenges you. Make sure to mix it up where you're trying different things that gets you a little uncomfortable, and do it whenever you want on a weekly basis. Exercise is not just for your physical health, but it's great for strengthening your mental fortitude. It's going to really help to untangle much of the intrusive thoughts that are holding you back. Build that momentum so you can ride that wave in life. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource so you can build that right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time.